If you guys didn't know, our theme for Emerge Youth Church for the summer is simply, it's good that we're here. Everybody say, it's good, good. we're here. It's good, good. we're here. And basically, yeah, yeah, basically what that is all about is that's just saying wherever we go, wherever Emerge Youth Church goes, if you represent Emerge Youth Church, if you represent the body of Christ, if you represent God, wherever we go, no matter, it could be home, it could be camp, it could be church, it could be... Summer school, it could be whatever it is that you're doing this summer. Wherever we go, we make that place better because we're there. Not because we're so great, but because God's so great in us. And so his love should shine through us. If you got your Bible tonight, we're going to continue with this. Go to, go to the book of Romans 12, starting with, with 11 and 12. We're going to read this. And uh, it says this, never, everyone say never. Say it again, never. Never. You can do better than that. Everybody say never. Never. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Everybody say hope. Hope. Be patient in affliction. Let's say patient. Yeah. And faithful in prayer. So tonight I'm talking about just a simple thing, a thing that I want to talk about, a thing I want to share with you guys tonight, and just the simple topic of passion, of passion. And I love this because Jesus is passionate in his pursuit for us. He's passionate in his pursuit for us. That's almost like a tongue twister. He's passionate in his pursuit for us. So passion creates a pathway to our purpose. So uh, here's the deal. Life, it's too short on this earth to spend it not doing things that you're passionate about. Um, maybe you're here and you're, you're wondering how to find what you're passionate about. And it's easy. Here's how you know what you're passionate about. You talk about what you're passionate about. You, you think about what you're passionate about. Uh, if you're on the social medias, you Snapchat what you're passionate about. Or you tweet what you're passionate about. Or you Instagram what you're passionate about. You spend your time doing what it is you're passionate about. You give money to things that you're passionate about. People will say, well, I'm passionate about God. I'm, I'm passionate about church. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you, are you giving towards the church? Are you serving at the church? Are you spending your time with God? Serving Him? Are you talking about God? Are you thinking about God? Are you growing in your relationship? Because if that's what you're passionate about, then those are the things that you'll be doing. Those are indicators of what you're passionate about. And so um, I've always believed that you can tell a Christian a lot of times. um, You can tell if someone's a Christian without them even opening their mouth. You guys ever been able to do that? You can tell someone, oh, he must be a Christian. Not because they were like, sure, it says I'm a Christian. Um, But like before they even talked, by their actions. A lot of times you can tell someone a follower of Jesus before they even open their mouth. Because their life should be distinctively different from the rest of the world. See, sometimes I kind of like to play dumb in situations. I I do this a lot and I'm really good at it. It's natural for me. And so I I play dumb sometimes. And and there's this one time I came across this whole group of students and they were all wearing matching T-shirts. And so they had just been on a missions trip 
and and they didn't know I was a pastor. And you can always tell, like, a group, a church group traveling through an airport or traveling different areas because they're excited. Like, they're jacked up. They're, they're so pumped up. And so I, I ask them. Everybody's wearing the matching T-shirts. And I was like, hey, uh, what's the deal here? Like, wh- what are you guys doing? What's, what's going on? And um, like I said, they're all fired up. And they said, well, we were in Haiti on a missions trip. And so... Um, so I was like, well, what were you doing there? What's a mission strip? Totally playing dumb. Because I know what a mission strip is. <laughs> and their the response was, oh, we were spreading the gospel. We were telling people about Jesus. And so I responded, what's the gospel? So it was like alarms went off in the place. It was like, uh, 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 and like all these kids matching t-shirts were just like surrounding me. And like, cause they were so bummed up. It's like a swarm of teenagers and they they start rapid fire telling me like all about Jesus, all about who he was, all about what he did. They were so excited about it. And I was, I was even thinking to myself, okay, if one of them asked me to accept Jesus to, to lead me in the salvation prayer, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go with it. Like, I'm just going to go with it. And, 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 um, but here's the deal. I loved their passion. I loved their excitement. I loved what they were excited about. Uh, and it was exciting for me. And these guys were totally lit. They were totally excited. And one, one of the most attractive, 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 one of the most attractive traits to have in life is to be a passionate person. You guys ever see someone who's like super passionate about something and you're like, I like that guy. Like, I want to be like him. He's so cool. Like, he's so excited about whatever it is that he's doing. Farming goats. I don't know. But he's so excited about it. And like people, passionate people are attractive people. Passionate people and not like like physically attractive, which is possible, but like they're people that you're, you're, you're drawn to people who are passionate. People who are excited about something are people that you're drawn to. They're, they're magnetic, passionate people are attractive people, people who live their life with a spirit and a pursuit of passion will always find followers around them. Have you guys ever seen that video? It's been around for a long time. There's this guy at a concert. It's like an outdoor concert. And this guy, this, I don't even know what bands play it. I've never heard their song. But this guy's dancing like a wild man out in the middle of a field by himself. No one's around. And he's like dancing like this, like doing this weird dance. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, like there's a whole crowd, massive crowd of people around him. And this guy's just dancing. And like he's wildly dancing. No one can, I don't, I can't do, I can't do it. And so, and then all of a sudden, one guy runs up and starts dancing with him. And like they're dancing, they're doing their thing. And the next thing you know, like another person runs up and there's three of them just dancing there together. And next thing you know, four, five, six, eight, like a whole crowd of people are just dancing like this guy because he was, he was weird, but he was passionate about what he was doing. He was passionate about, about dancing, about being there. And next thing you know, his passion draws this whole crowd and it's got this massive crowd, hundreds of people at this concert just doing this weird freaky wild dumb dance like this guy is doing and it passionate it's it being passionate about something it's magnetic it draws people to you it attracts people to you like you could be a preacher you could be a student you could be an athlete and whatever it is you're you're passionate about it will attract other people 
I'd be passionate about working at Andy's. I think that's where we may have our next meetup at. Um, But whatever it is that you decide to do, please do it with passion. Like you could work at Chick-fil-A and you'd be like, hey, thank you for giving me a refill. Oh, that's my passion. My pleasure. Whatever it is you decide to do, whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever it is you're excited about, be passionate about what you're doing. Passion is the only thing that has to be in you for greatness to occur. Obviously, Jesus. But passion has to be inside of you for greatness to occur. Think about it. Every great thing came from someone who was passionate. Passion, Passion is the thing... <clears throat> that creates a greatness inside of us. A, a passionate person wakes up and they say something like this, this is about to be the best day of my life. Let's go get it. Let's do this. Like you wake up, and I, I know, I know, I know, it's summer. Like you stayed up super late watching Netflix, whatever, Snapchatting, doing your thing, and you like you wake up around noon-ish, and like you don't want to be like, this is about to be the best day of my life. But man, passionate people wake up and they're excited for the day and they're excited to just wreck the day and get excited for what they're doing. Like, uh, I, this is about to be the best day. I want to encourage you guys, when you wake up in the morning, make yourself smile, first of all, because that's tough to do. Your face might crack. But make yourself force a smile. Let I don't know. I This is kind of something I do and it's dumb, I know. But it helps me out. I make myself smile. <laughs> yeah. And I make myself smile and I get up and, I, and I, I don't maybe say this, but I say something like, this is going to be a great day. Today's going to be awesome. And I say something like, like what the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be what? Does anybody know? I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to be excited for it. I'm going to be passionate about it. A passionate person wakes up and says, this is about to be the best day of my life. Let's get it. See, without passion, life, it it becomes monotonous and becomes routine and it becomes boring. Like when you step into a passionate life, it can turn any normal day into a great day. There's only one way to live this life and it's to be a person of passion. See, passion produces a pathway to your purpose. That's a lot of P's in there, but passion produces a pathway to to your purpose. So one day Jesus was walking along and this guy comes up to Jesus and he says, Jesus, whoa, 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 Jesus, stop right there. Tell me what is the greatest commandment in all the world? That's a pretty good question. And so Jesus responds this. He said, the greatest commandment is this, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all your strength. So Jesus was saying, I want you to love me, Jesus, passionately with everything you got with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength that pretty much encompasses everything that we are he said i want you to love me with everything i got i love this i found this in the message version of the bible it says it like this love the lord god with all your what love the lord god with all your what passion and prayer and intelligence and energy. See, the challenge is that we have, we we live in this world that's all for you being passionate about, about anything and everything that you do. Like what they don't want you to be passionate about is your God and your faith. 
you know, the world, you can be, oh, what? You're super passionate about Super Smash Brothers? Yes, me too. You know, whatever it is that you're, they're like, yes, I love that. Be passionate about that. But when you bring up Jesus, no, 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 I, I said that wrong. Not God, because anybody can say, I love God. But when you mention the name Jesus, that changes the game. When you're passionate about Jesus, you're passionate about your faith, that changes the game. And people are like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't talk about that. See, right now, tonight, at Kauffman Stadium, at this moment, there's a game going on. People are excited. People are losing their minds. They just sing the national anthem. Like, it's, it's exciting. People are shouting. People are screaming. People are going crazy, high-fiving strangers. What is it about going to games and good thing happens? you got to high-five everyone around you. I don't like to touch people. It's weird. So, people are hugging, and they're crying. Well, maybe not crying, but... People are excited. They're excited about what's going on. And when they do that, when people do that, the world looks at that and they says, man, those are really good fans. Those are real. They're passionate about their team. I love the Royals. But if you bring that same attitude into church, some of you guys will have our hands up in worship. Some people may weep. Some people may cry. There may be all kinds of responses, but let's be passionate about serving our Jesus. See, I love it when new people come to church. I love it. new people uh, are always fun because, uh, I'm sorry, not new people, but just unchurched people. People who haven't been around church for, for a long time, like a lot of us. I love it when unchurched people come to church because they don't exactly get it at first. They don't understand, like, yeah, these people are kind of weirdos. And I agree, we are. We're weird. But... Even not long ago, I was playing on the worship team, and, and every now and then um, I'll look out and kind of watch the crowd a little bit. And there was this new kid here at church. He was on the front row with his friends. Um, and, like, during the song, it was one of the more slower worshipful kind of songs. During the song, like, people had their hands raised, closing their eyes. People had their hands up. And this kid, brand new, first time, he's looking, I saw him, he's looking around. See, people had their hands up, and he's like, waving he was like totally like he he didn't get it he understand like people were raised like he was smiling waving at people around the room and and here's the deal this guy he he kept he keep kept coming back he showed up time and time and after over a while he kept coming back and people would continue during worship to raise their hands to worship whatever it was and and eventually i look out and i see him his eyes are closed. He's not making a scene. He's not looking around. He's not messing around with people next to him. He's not waving. His eyes are closed. His hands are up. And he's praising God. And, and, and I, like, if we can lose our minds and if we can cheer when the Royals win a game, we can definitely cheer for a Jesus who died for our sins. We can definitely get excited about that. We can, we can, Go to the game and we can tweet, we can snap, we can insta about being at the game. But we don't get too excited a lot of times when we're walking in these doors. Like, I want to live passionately. I want to be excited about things that God's doing in my life. And I want you guys to do the same thing. I want you guys to be passionate about well, God, about church, about emerge, about what God's doing in this place. We've got a reason to shout. We've got a reason to get excited about something. We've got, we've got one life to live here on this place, on this earth. 
Let's live it bold. Let's live it fanatical for Jesus. Let's get passionate for him. This is what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 12. Back to the, the verse we opened up. He says, never be lacking in zeal. You put that, yeah. Never be lacking in zeal. And zeal is, is basically uh, a synonym for the word passion. Yeah. But, it, but And then it goes on to say, keep your spiritual fervor. See, keep, it's a good word there too. The passion, it's not just a default thing for a lot of us. Um, it's not a default thing. Like, we have to choose to live a life of passion. We have to, we have to keep it. It's a discipline. And what he's saying, he's saying, um, he's saying, keep your spiritual fervor. He's saying, keep fighting. Keep believing. Keep stirring up your passion for God in your life. See, Jesus, he'll light a fire in your life, but you have to stay committed to keep that fire burning. Like he'll come and he'll show up and he'll light that fire in your life. You can get excited. You can, woo, praise God, Jesus jitters, whatever it is. Get excited for God, but it's up to us to keep that fire burning. Jesus will light you up. And, and here's the deal. Like a lot of us going to youth camp next week after youth camp, so many of you guys are going to be so lit for Jesus that you you have but you you have to stay committed to that after camp. You can't rely on that camp experience to get you through the rest of life. You can't rely on that one God experience to get you through the rest of the month or the week or, or even the next few days. You have to work at keeping that passion. And what happens is is we we uh, we come to camp or we we come to church and and. We, we want to get close to God. And, and we want to get close to that fire, that fire of God. We want to get close to it. We, we want to feel something. A lot of times we cho- show up at church or, or retreat or a mission trip or camp or whatever it is. And we're like, I want to feel something. See, a lot of times we reduce passion down to a feeling. It's just, it's just a feeling. I, I want to feel that feeling. And there's nothing wrong with that feeling. I love that feeling. I love that. But, uh, you know, we, we want that. We're like, oh, if the band would only play my favorite song, if they would play Oceans, all the white girls in here would drop their Starbucks and, and just worship Jesus. Like, that's my jam. Oh, praise him and I will call up. Yeah. It's. If they, it, oh, oh, or if he would tell that, or if he would tell that story, if he tell that story and, and just make me feel something, make, make me feel that emotion. Uh, see, a lot of times we reduce passion down to a feeling. Like, I want that feeling. I got to have that feeling. Like, play my favorite song. Tell that story. I, I, I want to cry. I want to feel something. I need to have this emotional experience. I'm going to get as close as I possibly can to the fire. But as soon as I feel something, I'm going to walk away from the fire and I'm going to go back to my average monotonous life. And we wonder why our light, why our fire is so dim on the inside of us. Oh, I want that feeling. But now I'm out the door. I'm going. You know, whatever. Like the Bible says in Hebrews that our God, he's an all-consuming fire. He did not die for us just to get warmed up by the fire. 
Rather, he came and died so we might just jump in the fire with him and burn bright in a dark and cold world. Just because you feel the heat for a little while doesn't mean you're burning. I'll say that again. I like that. Just because you feel the heat for a little while doesn't mean you're burning, doesn't mean you're on fire. I love Emerge. I love this place every single Wednesday night. I love coming in here and I love seeing you guys. I love youth camp. I cannot wait for next week. I'm so excited for this. I love missions trip. I love I love winter retreat. I love the things that we do. I love youth convention. You go to these things and it's great. But a lot of times we leave and we wonder why our fire keeps burning out. Have you ever heard someone say, I just feel burned out. I'm just burned out. I'm just done. Like I'm burned out. It's like, being on fire isn't just a youth camp experience. Being on fire is, is when you get back and all of a sudden you're in that dark valley of your life. And you, you did, but you didn't give up on God and you maintained your zeal and you kept that fire alive inside of your heart. See, God doesn't want you to just get lit. He wants you to be a light. See, Paul is saying this. He's saying, never lack in zeal. Your passion is attractive. Your passion is attractive. You don't have to be the most gifted person. You, you could you could skip on skill, but don't pass on passion. I, I think our, our our worship leaders, if if you're involved in the band, worship leaders, singing, whatever it is that you're doing, you should be the, some of the most passionate people in the room. One of your responsibilities is to lead people into worship. You, you guys remember that song, Happy Day. Oh, happy day. I'll never forget. Walked into a church one time, guys up front singing, oh, happy day. And he had the saddest look on his face. Like someone just ran over his puppy. And, and, and I was like, man, uh, be passionate about what you're not happy. You sit up there and you sit on a throne of lies. You, you're singing a lie song. You're not happy about what you're singing. If, if Jesus, he, he's died for us, he rose from the grave for us, man, let's be happy about that. Let's be passionate about that. Let, let's make a decision today that whatever we decide to do for the Lord, that we do it with passion. If it's, if it's serving in kids' ministry, I love and I thank all of you guys who serve in the kids' ministry here at our church. If it's in the worship team, just being here on a Wednesday night, if it's just sitting in the crowd or being in the crowd, if we will all do that, if we're all passionate people, if we're all passionate about who we are and, and the God living inside of us, if we, and we serve people, man, that would be attractive. That would be attractive. People will be drawn to this place. We, we couldn't set up enough chairs in this place if people showed up in here and, and, and we were passionate about what we were doing. We'd have to fight people off with fly swatter. It would be like, like a bug zapper. You guys know what a bug zapper is? Like bugs going toward the light and they're like, don't go towards the light. I can't help it. You know, like be, be a bug zapper. Just draw people in. Bugs. Don't draw bugs. Um, here's the deal. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm about done. And, and tonight, I, I want to do more than just I, I just kind of pump us up. And, and But I just kind of want to get practical for just a moment. Listen to Paul. He says this, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. See, these words you need to get into your life. 
These are the things, and I'm giving you three things really quick, and, and we're going to be done. We're going to wrap up. Three things you need to have in your life. First thing is this. Are you joyful in hope, or are you stuck in sorrow? Are you joyful in hope, or are you stuck in sorrow? See, passionate people are joyful people. They're joyful people, and, and it's not a fake joy. You, you can tell someone that's fake joy. Like, how's your day? Good. You're like, no, that's not real. You can tell people who are full of joy, like look at the person next to you and smile really big. Make it real. Make it real. Make it real. Smile really big. Yeah. See, live in a, we live in a world that is it's seeking the pursuit of happiness. We live in this world that's seeking happiness. See, joy and happiness are two totally different things. They're two different things. Happiness, it's based on your happiness. Or, <laughs> it's based on your happenings. It's based on your circumstances. It's, it's based on where you are. Happiness, it's based on happening. When, when things are good, you're happy. When things are bad, not so happy. Happiness is based on feelings. But here's the deal. Feelings, they come and go. Joy, it's a choice. And it's based on a bigger and deeper than, than happiness. See, joy, it's, it's a philosophy that we choose. It's a way of life. Joyful people, you know, their joy, it's not based on their surroundings. You, you, you have to look at your life from a different perspective. I love what Nehemiah says in, in Nehemiah 10. He says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do you guys want strength? Do you feel weak sometimes? Do you want strength in your life? Do you feel down sometimes? you want strength when tough times come? Take joy in the Lord. Have joy in the Lord. It's so much easier to identify the sorrow, the bad things. But when you, when you do that, when you just live a life of sadness and you're destroying your joy, you strangle your passion. You destroy your passion. The second thing is this. Are you passionate in affliction or anxious in excuses? See, passionate people are patient people. There's a lot of P's in this message tonight. Passionate people are patient people. Nothing great, nothing great has ever come without it taking some time. See, when God builds something great, he takes some time doing it. I want to be a person of patience and, and trusting God's timing. Patience, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's tough, but it's something that we should strive to have. We should want to have. See, here's the deal. We're good at excuses. We're really good at making excuses. We make excuses for everything. Well, the church isn't feeding me spiritually. Are, are you really taking the time and patience to be fed? You know, being fed, it's a two-way street, spiritually. Uh, yes, I hope every single Wednesday night, every single Sunday, you show up here at this church and you're fed spiritually. But that's only a couple times a week. What are you doing with the other five, six days? What are you doing with the rest of it? See, you've got to be patient and you've got to feed yourself as well. You have to, when you're outside of this building, you have to, you have to be a part of worship. I don't know how that looks for you. 
But for me, I like to, to pop in my, my earbuds and I just listen to Jesus. In the mornings when I'm driving here or driving home or whatever it is, I, I, listen, I listen to worship. You, you, have to be, uh, you have to pursue that. You have to be passionate about it. It's something you have to seek. It's something you have to do. Um, that you don't just wait to get to church to worship and to hear the word. That, that won't be enough to sustain you throughout the rest of the week. See, we live in this instant gratification world. world. We want things now and we want things instantly. But God's saying, have patience. Just wait a moment. Have some patience. Just chill. See, when life gets tough, that's when your passion should increase. When things get tough around you, that's when your passion, when you feel like giving up, that's when you need to rise up. If we could have our band go ahead and come up and get ready, the third and final thing is this. Are you faithful in prayer or fearful in despair? See, if you want to live your life passionately, you have to be a person that's faithful in prayer. You have to be a person that's faithful in prayer, not fearful in despair. <clears throat> See, I really believe a lot of times our Christian journey really comes down to two words. It's either fear or it's faith. Which one are you feeding? Are you feeding the fears in your life? Or are you feeding the faith in your life? See, the Bible says this, Hebrews 11.1. 1, it says, now faith. Everyone say, now faith. Now faith. It doesn't say tomorrow faith. It doesn't say yesterday faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. See, fear, when we have fear in our lives, it wants to paralyze us. It wants to hold us back from walking in our relationship with God. It wants to hold us back from our God-given destiny in our lives. If you operate your life in fear, you'll never live a passionate life, but rather a timid, quiet life. And there's nothing about that life that's attractive. See, tonight, this isn't just like a mind over matter teaching. This is a faith over unbelief. Every day I live, I'm going to choose by faith when I get up every day to say, this is going to be the best day yet. I'm ready to take this day out. Let's do this. By faith, I stand up and I, and I say, this is going to be a great day. God's living inside of me. I'm going to, what's going to, let's make it the best we can. See, fear is holding way too many of us in this room back from the life that God has designed for us. See, I don't know about you guys what what God's plan is for every one of you guys. I don't know, um, I don't know His plan for every one of you. But I know that the only way to get there is through faith, and not through fear. I want everyone to stand. See, imagine, imagine what it would have been like if Jesus went fearfully to the cross for you. If he went fearfully to the... There's no other or model or example than what Jesus Christ did for us over 2,000 years ago. Aren't you thankful tonight that Jesus didn't almost die for you? <laughs> he went all the way. He did it. Uh, imagine that. Like Jesus is up there and he's like, um, could you just nail one of my hands? No? Okay. Uh, all right. You know, like I'll just take a little bit of the thorns. Not too much. Just a little bit. 
See, is anyone in, the, in this in anyone in this room happy that he didn't almost resurrect for you? No, Jesus came. He died a gruesome and cruel, cruel death, for, and for on a cross for our sins, for your sins, for my sins, and and he put his full weight on that cross, and he went to the grave, and he died, and he brought the full weight of himself out of that tomb. So that you and I could live the life that he's planned for us. A life of passion. If you're thankful for that, I, I, I want to call every single one of us to the front tonight. And let's take a moment tonight. And we're going to worship. And we're going we're to give him praise. And, and we're going to worship how he should be worshipped. With, with passion and with purpose and with excitement. We're going to give it all to Jesus tonight. We're going to lay it all on the line for him because he laid it all on the line for us. We're going to end in the night by singing and by praising passionately.